A hulking dude won the NCAA D1 Women's Swimming and Diving Championship over the weekend. And now everyone is pretending to care about women's sports. And they are doing that because it's the most socially acceptable way to criticize transgenderism. So now people get to say, I'm not anti-trans and people should totally be able to do whatever they want. But this is wrong because this is not fair to girls. True. It is not fair to girls. But that is not the point. The problem with transgenderism is not that it makes it complicated to engage in college swim meets. The problem with transgenderism is that it's a false account of human nature that encourages delusion, psychosis, and self-mutilation. That's the problem. People are making this issue way more complicated than it actually is. Either the transgender belief that men can secretly be women and vice versa is correct, or it isn't. Obviously, it isn't. So then why are we restructuring our law and our politics and our culture according to a premise that every single sensible person in the entire world knows is absurd? There's an answer. It's not just a hypothetical question. I actually think I know the answer. The answer has to do with our national obsession with openness and permissiveness. It has to do with our confusing liberty with licentiousness. Licentiousness, just the the fulfillment of any appetite that you've got. This is a confusion that our founding fathers, like many other wise men throughout history, warned us would completely sink our republic. We want to be open to everything. We want to tolerate everything. We want to be really nice. We don't want to be closed-minded. That's the worst thing you can be. Illiberal, that's the worst thing you can possibly be. And so a lot of people want to split the baby on transgenderism by encouraging it in some circumstances, but not in others. And the way that they do this is by using the language of individualism. They'll say, listen here, if a man wants to wear a dress and call himself Sally, well, by golly, that's his right. That's none of my business. So I have no right to infringe on that. But he can't infringe on my rights or the rights of those girls who are swimming. This strategy has never worked. And it will never work because the man's alleged right to pretend to be a woman necessarily infringes on our right in society to treat men as men and women as women. We live in a society. These rights, quote unquote rights, affect real rights that we've all got. The man's quote unquote right to pretend to be a woman infringes on women's right to have their own bathrooms, infringes on our right to call people by their correct pronouns, infringes on the girl swimmer's right to compete against women in the NCAA championship. There is only one way to stop transgenderism. That is to oppose it entirely, the whole thing. For young people, for old people, on this continent, on another continent, the whole thing. There is no natural or constitutional or civil right to fantasy. And there is nothing compassionate about encouraging disturbed people to indulge their destructive delusions. Yes, it's unfair that transgender ideology permitted William Leah Thomas to take a trophy away from a young woman at a swimming competition. But it's unfair because it's unjust. And it's unjust because it's based on a lie. 
If you recognize that something is wrong with this picture, then stop pussyfooting around the issue. The only way to stop this madness is to stop tolerating the ideology of transgenderism in all times, in all places, full stop. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment on Friday is from King of Mustache, who says, if I had a nickel for every time a woman thought she could end the Ukrainian war with slam poetry, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. That's true. It's not a lot. You're not saying it's happening everywhere, but it is weird that you've got the kooky actress lady who comes out and says, hey, I know how to stop Putin. Hey, Putin, how about you quit looting? that country of Ukraine. It's insane. You know, and she just goes on and on on the video. And then it's not just some wacko in California in the entertainment industry. It's also a wacko from California in the political industry named Nancy Pelosi, who does the same thing reading from Bono. I don't think it's going to work. I'm not saying that you can't turn Russia's troops back and send them home. I don't think you're going to do it with very, very sloppy poetry that is in fact the death of art. That's probably not going to do it. That's not, uh, you can rest easy knowing that that is never going to work. When you really want to rest easy though, I recommend you check out Helix. Right now, go to helixsleep.com slash for the greatest sleep of your life. Helix Sleep has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete, matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. You are unique. You are special, okay? Why would you sleep on someone else's mattress? Why would you want to sleep on my mattress? First of all, I'm a married man. Second of all, we're different people. So go head on over to Helix. They've got soft, medium, and firm mattresses. They've got mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattresses great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. Even a Helix plus size mattress for plus size sleepers. If you're looking for a mattress, take that quiz, order the mattress that you're matched to. Comes right to your door, shipped for free. You never need to go to that mattress store again. They've got a 10 year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk free. They will even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you will love it, so it's super easy. Flexible payment plans right now. Get 200 bucks off all mattress orders, and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Knowles. That's helixsleep.com slash Knowles for up to $200 off and two free pillows. A picture tells a thousand words. And that picture of William Thomas, who goes by the name Leah, standing on the podium with his championship prize. And then you've got Number two and number three, there was another photo where it's just the, the actual girls sort of crowding around taking a photo of one, two, three. William Thomas completely on the side. It tells you everything you need to know. There was another photo of Thomas wearing his women's swimming suit. And uh, lots of things were clear from that photo. Okay, lot, lots of philosophical things, anatomical things. It was just preposterous. And Will Thomas at the women's swimming competition gave an interview afterward to say what this meant to him. I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. And is it correct you just started identifying as female two weeks ago? I'm not here to talk about my transition. I'm here to kick some Let me tell you something, Dingleberry. David Perry. I'm going to roll up the other women here, and I'm going to smoke them. 
I am the strongest woman this state has ever seen. Sorry, that, uh, that was a clip from South Park, which predicted this exact thing that would happen. And back then it was a joke and it was, it was satire. And now it's become reality because satire is completely dead. Here is the clip of actual Will Thomas at the women's swimming competition. You've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months. How have you been dealing with that and reasoning with everything? I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try to focus on my swimming. Uh, what I need to do to get ready for my races and just try to block out everything else. I just try to block out everything else like reality. That's what he's blocking out. What's amazing about the clip is, and you're lucky that you didn't have to see the lower half. It, it's obvious that he's a man. In, in some cases with transgenderism, there are enough perverts in the scientific community that they'll poke and prod and shoot you full of hormones and chop things off and, and give you cosmetic surgery that it's not always totally 100% clear if a person is a man or a woman because of all the crazy interventions that people have now. But in this case, it's just totally clear. He's a dude. He's a hulking dude with super broad shoulders, with all of his anatomical features that he has had since the day he was born, with a relatively deep voice, just talking like a guy. The only thing that he sort of did was grow his hair out a little bit and then put it in a swimming cap anyway. There is no question here that he's a guy. And so they say, well, what do you make of the criticism that you're cheating these girls out of their trophies? What do you make of the criticism that this is wrong and unfair and unjust? And he says, I just block it out. And that's all we're doing. And this is not just a Will Thomas problem. This is not just a girls collegiate swimming problem. This is a society problem is that when deluded people in this society come across a fact that they don't like, they not only want to block it out, but increasingly they can block it out because we're so isolated now. The, the structures of community that used to keep us somewhat tethered to reality, the family, the civil society, the government for that matter, they've broken those tethers. And so now you can go, you can sit on your phone, scroll all day long, go into ever more fantastical, delusional communities and be affirmed in your crazy, incorrect beliefs. Then you can go to your various affinity groups and gain political power and then force this stuff to try to manipulate reality. So you go and you say, look, there's a whole group of us who we're convinced now that men are actually women. And so we're going to completely change women's sports. And the craziest part is because our society doesn't have anything to stand on anymore because we've rejected uh, theology and philosophy and even the existence of objective truth, this, the coaches and the administrators and the schools go along with this crap and the government goes along with it too and now guarantees it. What do you do when you hear criticism? Well, I just block it out. Of course you block it out. And I'm not necessarily criticizing Will Thomas. I actually have this, I, I don't think it's likely, but I do have this strange thought. I, I thought, what if this guy's just a performance artist? What if this guy is doing a super deep performance where he's showing the absurdity of transgenderism because he's a hulking dude. He beats all the women in the swimming matches. He tunes out the criticism. He exposes society for being completely incoherent on this issue. And then at the end of his college career, he gets out. He's like, guys, what are you, what were you thinking? I'm obviously a man. Why would you give me the women's trophy? This is wrong. Look at you. Look at what's become of you. I don't think that's likely, but it certainly could be for, for everything that we know about this. 
Let's say that he is sincere. Let's say that he really does think that he's a woman. That should be a cause for our compassion and empathy and pity. And we should try to convince him of reality instead of telling a disturbed individual that all of his delusions are real and encouraging him down a path that is destructive, not only for himself, not only for those girls who didn't get their trophy because he was beating them because he's a dude, but for all of society as well. You know what's really destructive to your time and money? Driving to the brick and mortar auto parts store. That's why you got to go to rockauto.com. Right now, go to rockauto.com. Do it right now because if there is even a part that you think you might need in the future for your car, for your truck, you're going to want to order it now. Inflation is going through the freaking roof. Do not put this off. Do not wait. Certainly don't go to the brick and mortar auto parts store where you're going to be paying 30%, 50%, sometimes 100% more for the same parts. Rockauto.com is super simple. Even I can navigate the website. There's no gimmicks. You don't need to wait until Tuesday at three in the morning to log in and get X percent off. No, it's always reliably low prices. It's the same prices for pros and do-it-yourselfers. This is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. And they're great supporters of this show, which is one of the, not, not even the number one reason that I love them, but it, it is a reason that I love them. It's, it takes a lot of courage to come on and support good, good old-fashioned patriotic shows. So show them some love. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. This whole show is going to be taken offline today, right? There's no question. This is <laughs> It's going to be taken offline because this it's called hateful conduct. It, it's, it's violating Twitter's and YouTube's and Facebook's rules if you state basic truths now. It, at the very least, we're told we have to couch these basic truths. So you've got to, you, you can't call a man who thinks he's a woman a man. You've got to say, well, he's a biological man as though there were some other kind of man, right? The, uh, the way I know this is the attorney general of Texas, Ken Paxton, just got in a ton of trouble because he came out and he was tweeting about the assistant secretary of health, who's a man who thinks that he's a woman. And he tweeted out and he said, Rachel Levine is a man. And he was flagged for hateful conduct there. And the thing I, I loved about it is that Paxton didn't put any qualifier there. He's a, he's a biological man. The biological man thing drives me completely insane. Because people, I I know why people do it. One, they do it so that they can get around the social media censors. And two, they do it to be specific because now we don't have a common definition of the meaning of the word man and of woman. And so they'll, they're trying to be really specific and they say, well, he, speaking biologically, he's a man. But what they don't realize is that when you use the phrase biological male or biological female, you're not opposing the ideology of transgenderism. You're, you're granting the whole premise. You're granting the whole premise of transgenderism is that you can be biologically one thing, but really another thing or spiritually another thing or psychologically another thing. I'm biologically male, but psychologically female. No, you can't. That's not possible. You're just a, a dude or you're a chick. And that's that. And yes, in extraordinarily rare cases, there's some ambiguity with people's genitals, but it's extremely rare. And that's not the phenomenon we're talking about here, where a hulking dude with broad soldiers and all of his parts in order just pretends to be the opposite of what he is. Okay. So I, I really encourage people follow Ken Paxton's lead. The only problem is you probably will face consequences for that because the people who are 
disconnected from reality and who are encouraging all other people to be disconnected from reality have all the political power. And it's not the, the reason we all focus on this transgenderism issue is because one, it cuts to the heart of human nature. Sex is right there at the very heart of human nature. Genesis, right, the first chapters of Genesis. What do we talk about? The difference between men and women. The, the first lines of so many creation myths, stories that we tell ourselves about human nature, including scientific stories, including the theory of evolution or the theories of evolution. It begins so early on, you hear this difference between men and women. It's a much more important distinction in human nature than race or nationality or geography even. It's sex, really right there. So that's one reason we focus on it. The other reason is because it's just it's so preposterous. It's so obvious. It's right there before our very eyes, how disconnected from reality the ruling class is. But it's not only on this issue. There was a tweet that Bloomberg Media Company put out there that I thought perfectly exemplified the disconnect between the ruling class, the liberal establishment, and all of the rest of us. Bloomberg News. Is there anything that screams liberal establishment more than Bloomberg News? I don't think so. And they they gave some advice on how to deal with inflation. They said, inflation stings most if you earn less than $300,000 a year. Here's how to deal. For, okay, I'm going to pause it right there. Do you know how few people earn $300,000 a year? I love this Bloomberg coming out and saying, you know, look, if you happen to be one of those unfortunate, indigent, probably homeless people who doesn't even earn $300,000 a year, you're probably going to have some trouble with inflation. Okay. And here's how you deal with it. And I kid you not, this is, this is their advice. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Try lentils instead of meat. Number four, nobody said this would be fun. Try, eat, eat lentils, pores. That is what the liberal establishment says on how to deal with inflation. Not, hey, we're going to stop printing more money. Not, hey, we're not going to shut down the economy for two years over a stupid cough that we didn't need to shut down the economy for. Not, hey, we're going to uh, have an energy policy that encourages domestic production so you don't need to spend a gazillion dollars at the pump, which is actually driving a lot of the inflation. No, not any of that. They're, eat lentils, poors. And by poors, we mean people making less than $300,000 a year. Namely, everybody. Statistically, everybody in America <laughs> makes less than $300,000 a year. The vast, vast majority of people make less than $300,000 a year. Just eat lentils. And oh, take the bus. And that's better anyway, because that'll stop global warming. Us? No, we're not going to take the bus. But we're helping too, because we're going to go buy Teslas. Buy a Tesla. Oh, you can't because you're a poor person who makes less than $300,000 a year. Well, eat dirt. Well, eat potato soup because no, no one said this would be fun. I mean, it's fun for us. It doesn't sting at all. We're good rich people. But you, figure it out. Just eat some slop. Stop eating meat. Stop being so selfish. That'll help the environment too. Uh, us? No, we're not going to stop eating meat. But you, you should. This is a ruling class that obviously holds the majority of the population in absolute contempt. We've known this for years. They call us deplorable. They call us irredeemable. They call us all sorts of nasty things, right? Bitter, clinging, Bible thumping. You know how the list goes on. But they're also just so freaking removed from reality. 
I do not want to ascribe to malice that which is equally explained by ignorance or stupidity. These people, I don't think they can hear themselves. Well, just eat lentils. What's the big, you eat lentils. How about you go eat lentils? How about you go take the bus, Mike Bloomberg? No, I don't think you're going to do that, are you? Nobody said this would be fun. You know what's going to be a lot of fun? You know what's going to be a lot of fun? I, I still think the people in this country have some political power, and I'll give you my evidence, exhibit A, prime evidence number one in just one second. The people still have some political power. Are we a properly functioning democracy or republic? I don't think so. Have we crept into elements of oligarchy? Is there a ton of corruption in our government? Do we have faith in our elections anymore? Do we have faith in our institutions? No, not anywhere near the amount of faith we had in them just a few decades ago. But I do think the people still have some power in this country. And I do think that we can win back some political power and we can put these freaking jerks in their place. Eat lentils. How about you? I'm going to pass a law. It's the make the, make the liberal establishment eat lentils act of 2023. Uh, you give me your meat. I'm, I'm going I'm to end up a communist by the end of this. These people are so provocative in their disdain for the American people. Well, well, come on, monkey. Just go eat some lentils. I'm, 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 frankly, I want to eat the rich after I, after I hear these people say this stuff. It's so out. It's so audacious. Can't, can't have a country if you hate all of your countrymen. And a very small percentage of Americans right now are really showing us their contempt. But there is some good news. And this is the, this is the evidence, I think, that the, the American people still have some power. Dr. Fauci might retire. When you are in politics, there is a tension. There is an eternal tension Almost always you have to choose between one of two things when you're a conservative in politics. Do you want to be right or do you want to win? Because politics generally just gets worse and worse and worse from the perspective of modernity if you're a conservative. And so if you, if you give the accurate prediction of what is likely to happen, you're probably going to be right, but you're going to lose politically because conservatives have lost almost without exception for half a century now, more than half a century. Okay. And so if you, if you're right, you lose because the people who are right, generally the ones predicting that we're going to lose. This is one example where I think we get to be both. Uh, The news that Fauci might retire came as the third episode of my three-part docu-series, Fauci Unmasked, was released. I'm not saying I did this, okay? I'm not saying it was all me or even somewhat me. But what I am saying is, when I floated the Michael Knowles Public Health Protection Pledge that gained a lot of steam, got a lot of candidates around the country to sign on, actually was introduced in the House of Representatives, almost verbatim, to investigate Dr. Fauci and take out his salary, Within days of that pledge coming out, Dr. Fauci disappeared from all the news shows. He, just, he basically went into witness protection. Okay, he vanished into thin air. And then within days of my docuseries, Fauci Unmasked, being released and getting a lot of traction, Dr. Fauci says he might retire. I'm not saying it was me, okay? But, but I'm not saying it wasn't me, all right? I was all, you know, there are, sometimes there are coincidences. All nature is but art unknown to thee. All chance direction, which thou canst not see. What I can tell you is all three episodes of Fauci Unmasked have dropped. They're all available on 
the website. Check out the sneak peek. He's the highest paid employee in our federal government. And beginning in the spring of 2020, Dr. Fauci began to set national policy that affected the way that 330 million Americans lived their lives. For goodness sakes, I'm telling you, wear a mask, keep social distancing. There's nothing political about that. But who is Anthony Fauci? People who have conspiracy theories, those are people that don't particularly care for me. In this short series, we will do what the establishment media have refused to do. We will give you an unvarnished look at the career of the most powerful politician in America, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Don't you think it's time that you step down and let someone else who has a more effective message? (laughs) Actually, no. The series is streaming now. It's available exclusively at The Daily Wire. If you're not a member, head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe to join today. We'll be right back with a lot more. I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is Dr. Fauci says he might retire. Are you thinking about scaling back your responsibilities here at some point? Well, I have said that I would stay in what I'm doing until we get out of the pandemic phase. And I think we might be there already. Uh, If we can stay in this, then we're at a point where I feel that we've done well by this. But, you know, I I don't have any plans right now to go anywhere. But you never know. I was going to say, is retirement like on the is retirement or stepping back into a consultant role? Any like that? Are you considering those options? Brad, I certainly am because I've got to do it sometime. (laughs) I can't I can't stay at this job forever unless my staff is going to find me slumped over my desk one day. I'd rather not do that. (laughs) He says, I'm I might retire. I've said, look, I can't stay here forever. I mean, I've been here through 17 million presidents. I've been here, you know, since uh, I was around St. Petersburg when I felt there was time for a change. I've been around a long time. But no, I can't stay here forever. And so, look, we might be at the end of the pandemic. What was that? It's almost, it's like a little if statement, right? If the pandemic was over, then I would retire. But, But then the question is, is the pandemic over? He says, maybe it is. But then he says, maybe it isn't. Dr. Fauci, he gets our hopes up. He says, no, I might retire. Tries to get that pressure off. Tries to get that public health protection pledge off. Tries to get that Rand Paul Senate amendment to get rid of Dr. Fauci and abolish his position. Tries to take the heat off of that. Tries to avoid the heat when the Fauci on Mass docuseries. Tries to get away from the clear public turn against him. But he leaves himself that out. He says, well, listen here, maybe, I don't know that we can totally say that we're done. The director general of the World Health Organization is is, is sounding the alarm, though, saying that the pandemic's not over. Do you think it it, it was too soon to move to the new metrics that allow so many Americans to to not have to wear masks? Jake, it's not too soon if you observe the caveat that's associated with that. And the caveat is we need to be flexible. And if, in fact, we do see a turnaround and a resurgence, we have to be able to pivot and go back to any degree of mitigation that is commensurate with what the situation is. So we can't just say we're done. Now we're going to move on. We've got to be able to be flexible because we're dealing 
with a dynamic situation. No, we can't just totally say that we're done ever. No, we, and this wasn't just a, a flub. This wasn't just a gaffe where he finally, he reemerges. He goes on the Sunday shows, just like I told you, told you he would. Everyone said, oh, he's gone forever. They're going to keep him away. No, I said, he's, he's held on. He's got, you he might reemerge. Don't, he might go see his shadow and we'll get six more years of COVID. He goes on the Sunday shows too. He goes on ABC. He says, well, you know, we got rid of the mask mandates. We got rid of the vaccine mandate, but, but maybe we got to pivot. If we do see a significant surge, particularly one that might result in increased hospitalizations, we have to be prepared to pivot and perhaps reinstitute some of those restrictions. Reinstitute all of those masks and vaccines and reinstitute good old Dr. Fauci on every television channel in America. That's what we're going to do. I told you this would happen. You know, I hate to say I told you so. And I told you this would happen. The way I knew this would happen is that when the Democrats threw up the white flag or seemed to throw up the white flag on COVID, they kept the power. They never got rid of it. And so I warned, I said, this is probably a fake out. They're saying COVID's over because COVID lockdown measures and the masks and the vaccine mandates and everything, they're killing the Democrats in the polls. And this is an election year and the Democrats are on the ballot in November. And so they're trying to make it seem like it's over, but it's a fake out because if it were really over, they would get rid of the national emergency authorization about COVID. The Senate tried to do that. There were even Democrats in the Senate who wanted to get rid of the national emergency authorization for COVID. Joe Biden vowed, he said, I will not sign that. I will veto that. The airline mask mandate, that should have been gone, right? If, if COVID's over, if the emergency's over, we already know from even members of the liberal establishment that the masks are not quite as effective as we were all told they were in the beginning. Leanna Wen, the medical analyst on CNN, said it's nothing more than a facial decoration. And yet, when the time came to get rid of the airline mask mandate, what happened? The airlines extended it. Just another month. Just another, just two more, two weeks to slow the spread. Then it'll probably be over, right? They didn't get rid of any of this stuff. The only reason they had to get rid of some of the federal mandates on the masks is because we at the Daily Wire beat them in the Supreme Court. So they, they lost on that one. That's why some corporations are getting rid of it too. But they held on to the power because they're going to bring it back. And they're, they're just debating, do we wait until after the election to bring it back? Or will it help us to bring it back before the election and get everybody freaked out? Everyone had their attention on Ukraine for a while. So Ukraine was the big issue and that distracted everyone. And so they lessened the focus on COVID. But now the Ukraine issue seems to be dying down a little bit. I mean, the war might not be dying down, but in, as a matter of uh, concerning the public, it's not, it's not quite as captivating anymore. So, okay, now we're going to go back to COVID and they seem to be bringing it back Again, the only way that we are going to end the COVID tyranny, the dictatorship of little Dr. Fauci, is if we do it ourselves using political power. It's not just about, well, follow the science and maybe we'll meet halfway and this and that, and maybe in this area we don't need masks, but here we do. It's kind of like the transgenderism issue. You just got to throw the whole thing out. You got to throw it all right out the window. Either we're going to have a country run by Dr. Fauci or Dr. Fauci needs to shut up and go away. Either men can secretly be women or they can't. 
and we're not going to, we can't split the baby on this. That's never going to work. These people who have been running our lives and shutting down the country and causing record inflation and driving our country into the dirt for the past two years, largely in the liberal establishment, but some Republicans have gone along with it too. They don't know anything. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was just asked at a press briefing about why you still have all these restrictions on schools. Why schools? We know that the kids face very, very little risk from COVID compared to everybody else. Why? Why are why the holdup with the schools? And she says with a completely straight face, she says, oh, we don't know that COVID affects older people more strongly than younger people. If the president, 79 years old, president of the United States, were to get COVID, might be more serious than, uh, you know, somebody in their 20s. Well, we, we don't know that, right. um, but we also know that COVID impacts people of all ages and uh, uh, and a range of, but when we take what we do here, Jen, is not, not exactly as you said, so I wouldn't agree with your description there. I would say we do take extra precautions. We do know that. As much as we know anything about this virus and epidemiology and social science, we know that young, healthy people do a lot better in the face of COVID than do frail old people. We just know that. And it's, it's not even close. It's not like it's a margin call. We're talking about many, many multiples, orders of magnitude, more risk for older people than for younger people. And that has always been true the entire time. And nothing about the science has changed and nothing about the science is ambiguous. And they're just going to lie to you to maintain their power as some of us have known from the very beginning. It's not even that they'll kind of manipulate the data a little bit to maintain their power. They always do that. That's, that's basically the whole point of statistics. <laughs> it's for politicians and political activists to manipulate numbers to control you. But this goes way further than that. They'll just lie. They'll just lie with a straight face right to your face unless we take that political power back. And this is part of the reason why we have such radical distrust now in our rulers and our institutions. Distrust in Jen Psaki, distrust in Joe Biden, obviously distrust in, in Dr. Fauci, who says, I represent science. And then he contradicts himself every five minutes. We, we, do, we don't have trust in our agencies of the federal government. We don't have trust in the elections themselves. Okay, there is a radical distrust, and that is not our fault. And that's not the fault of conspiracy theorists, and it's not the fault of the Russians, and it's not the fault of conservatives, and it's not the fault of Trump. It's the fault of the liberal establishment that squandered all of its credibility. That's it. Blame yourselves. You want to, <laughs> you know whose fault? Don't look at me and say, well, you, you conservatives, you're sowing discord and distrust. No, we're not. We're reacting to you people who have squandered all of that trust. The greatest example yet. 51 intelligence agents, intelligence officers, members of the deep state, former and present, 51 people came out after the Hunter Biden laptop story broke. New York Post breaks this story. We found Hunter Biden's laptop. It's got a ton of scandalous material, not just about his sex life, not just about his drug use, but about his shady business dealings in Ukraine, which is relevant, about his shady business dealings in China. And even more importantly, about his father's involvement and potential profiteering 
from those shady business deals in Ukraine, in China. The big guy getting, get, maybe getting a little kickback. I don't know. We don't know because there was never permitted to be an investigation because the liberal establishment, I use that phrase because it includes big tech, it includes the government, it includes the media. It's like the whole blob. The liberal establishment shut it down. You couldn't post about the story. You couldn't privately send that story to other people in direct messages. They rigged the election. They rigged the election. Damaging information about Joe Biden was not allowed to be seen in our supposedly free marketplace of ideas with all of our wonderful free speech and free press protections. We don't have it. That doesn't exist. We're really good at criticizing other authoritarian, illiberal governments for, for suppressing freedom of the press. We don't have freedom of the press in America. When push comes to shove, when it actually mattered, when the press broke a story that was really significant to our presidential election, that's the whole point of the freedom of the press, is to defend our political order. When that happened, the liberal establishment clamped down and killed it. There is no freedom of the press in America. Lock that away with the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny. It's not real. And maybe temper your criticism of other regimes when they also suppress their freedom of the press. Because in America, we're really not much better now. We don't kill journalists yet. That's good. I'm glad that we don't kill journalists. There are a lot of other regimes all around the world that do that. But we do not permit relevant information to get into the public sphere. And part of the reason that we're able to suppress the freedom of the press here is because intelligence officers come out and they say, well, that news report is, it's fake news, it's misinformation, it's Russian disinformation. How many times did you hear that? Not just from the intel officers, but from Joe Biden, from the media, from everybody. Take a little trip down memory lane. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. The allegations against Joe and Hunter Biden have no basis in fact. Who do you think is behind this? Well, the Russians would be my number one guess. Obviously, Russia would be the chief suspect. This information Rudy Giuliani is peddling uh, very well could be connected to some sort of Russian government disinformation campaign. So they're all, they speak with one line. They get their talking points and they say it's all Russian disinformation. That's why, frankly, even if it were Russian disinformation, why can't you debate it? Why can't you shoot it down with evidence? Well, they couldn't shoot it down with evidence because... As the New York Times admitted last week, the Hunter Biden laptop was real. It wasn't Russian disinformation. It was just information. And it was relevant. And there was a poll conducted after the election. 12% of Biden voters said they wouldn't have voted for him had they known that that laptop was real. So it was really significant information. And who signed this letter? 51 intel officers signed this letter about this Russian disinformation. Jim Clapper, former director of national intelligence. Wow. Wow former director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Mike Hayden, former director of the CIA, former director of the NSA, National Security Agency. Leon Panetta, former director of the CIA, former secretary of defense. John Brennan, he's a, he's a wonderful guy, isn't he? He's the one who voted for that communist in American presidential election. Also former director of the CIA, former Homeland Security counterterrorism advisor at the White House. Lots of, well, the list goes on and on and on and on. And it was all a lie. It was all fake. So this points to a problem, not just with the media or supposedly free press, not just with big tech. It's with the deep state. 
It's with our, our administrative agencies, which are not the, the administrative agencies. We call it the administrative state or the deep state. Right? It's all those little alphabet agencies that work out of the executive branch to which Congress delegated its authority to make laws a while ago. It's not like that's just some weird little ancillary aspect of our government, some little polyp on the body politic. That is our government. The administrative agencies are where the vast majority of laws that actually affect our lives are made. It's not like the bill up on Capitol Hill like Schoolhouse Rock. Our government, our political order, the political power lives there. And if that area is corrupt, then our government is corrupt and we do not have trust in it. Adding on to this problem of distrust in our institutions is now that we can't believe our own eyes. This, this was the part that really complicates the transgenderism and William Thomas winning the, the women's swim meet in the NCAA is we tell people, okay, look, who are you going to believe? The ideology of the day or your own lying eyes. The ideology says that Will Thomas is a chick, but you have your own eyes and you see that he's obviously a dude. And so people, at at least for now, recognize, okay, this guy's a dude. That might not be true for very long because we're living in an increasingly digital age where national politics is set by viral videos, where national politics is set by images flickering on our screens, where increasingly we're living in virtual reality. We talk about how we're going to be living in the metaverse pretty soon. Facebook came out and said, you're going to conduct your meetings. You're going to have parties in virtual space. You're going to go into your bedroom and put on these virtual reality goggles, and that's where you're going to socialize. It's, it's, it's the world for people who don't want to live in the world that God gave them. They want to live in the world that Mark Zuckerberg created, which sounds hellish to me, but it's so dystopian that it means we're almost certainly going to live there. Well, if you're living in that world, it's a lot easier to be manipulated because people can throw up images in front of you and you don't know what to believe. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Over the weekend, there was a breaking news story. Russia is calling for peace in Ukraine. Now, this is great news, right? Wow. Russia is going to, they invaded the country. So it's kind of up to Russia if the war is over. And Putin came out and he said there's going to be peace. Wow. What great news, except I didn't believe it when I saw it. I don't really believe any news coming out of Ukraine, whether it's on the Ukrainian side or whether it's on the Russian side. We are in the fog of war. There is an insane amount of propaganda coming out of that conflict. Russia infamously is one of the greatest polities for propaganda in the history of the world. I mean, the Soviets perfected the art of propaganda and the West, we in the West are not so bad at it either. So I said, I just don't believe it. But take a listen. If you're watching right now, take a look at this video of Putin declaring peace. You see him there? I'm looking. It's his voice. It's his face. I don't speak Russian, but I can read the transcript. And the transcript says, we've managed to reach peace with Ukraine. And he announces the restoration of the independence of Crimea as a republic within Ukraine. So he's not, not only in this clip is he saying Ukraine gets to remain a country, but he's saying actually Crimea, which we took eight years ago now, we're going to give that back as an independent republic within Ukraine. Wow. I know this isn't true. I know this would never happen in a million years, but I'm seeing it happen with my very eyes. Well, you know what this is. I think I've kind of hinted at it enough. It's a deep fake, but it's a really deep fake. So it sounds like him. 
it looks like him. The audio syncs up with the mouth movements. I actually can't believe my lying eyes. Forget about, we talked about the, all the kind of propaganda coming out of the war. On the Ukrainian side, we hear about the ghost of Kiev. And they've got video of the airplane, this ace fighter jet shooting down the Russians. And it was from a video game. It wasn't real. And you're seeing a lot of this from the Russian side too. You're seeing lots of claims being made about, uh, one of the claims was from the true fact that Ukraine has biolabs that are funded by the U.S. and run in collaboration with the U.S. They said that they had developed an ethnically targeted bioweapon you know, a bioweapon that just zeroes, I guess it just zeroes in on the Russians, but not other people. That seemed a little far-fetched. So you're seeing a lot of this propaganda come out. But now you got this, even a video of Putin, you can't even believe that. There's a real breakdown of trust here. And it, it's why I've got to get to a much more important story. Forget about the complete social breakdown of the difference between men and women for a moment. Forget about the biomedical tyranny that we've been living under for two years that totally upended our society and shut down our economy. Forget even about the war in Ukraine that could launch World War III, a nuclear power threatening to use nuclear weapons in this war in Europe. I got to talk about something potentially more important. Kim and Kanye and Skeet. You know, the Kimye breakup, I am unreasonably fascinated with the Kim Ye breakup. And now Kim Kardashian is dating this guy who looks like a meth head who's on, on SNL. And that would be Pete Davidson, whom Kanye West, Kim's husband, refers to as Skeet. So Skeet, it turns out, is very serious about Kim. He's gotten tattoos about Kim Kardashian. And as she just told Ellen DeGeneres on her TV show, Skeet has branded Kim's name into his skin. There's a tattoo that says Kim. Um, yeah, he has a few tattoos, a few cute ones, you know, that he got. Um, but this one is a, it's not, that one, the Kim one isn't a tattoo. It's actually a branding, like a branding. Because, let me explain it. Because he wanted to do something that was really different. Because like, okay, first tattoo he got, I was like, oh, so cute. Thank you. Oh my God. So, you know, second, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But like, that's what tattoo people do, right? Like they get tattoos of what's going on in their life and Wait, back so up, I was like, back Am up, I back up. special? You said first tattoo. So he has three tattoos of you? When you say branding, so like literally like an iron thing yes. went onto his body yes. to brand Kim. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well you you are a brand. <laughs> I just think he was like, I want something that's there that I can't you know, get rid of my tattoos because he's in the process of getting rid of his arm tats and his neck tats. So he's like, I don't want to be able to get rid of it or to cover it up. And I just wanted it like there as like a scar on me. But Kanye's the crazy one. Kanye's crazy. You see, uh, Pete Davidson gets multiple tattoos of this married woman that he's dating and including branding her name into his skin. But he is normal. He's liberal. He's on SNL. He's friends with all the cool people. He's got, he likes Hillary Clinton. He's totally normal. But Kanye says, hey, I don't want my daughter on TikTok. Kanye wants to go to church and likes Donald Trump. So he's the crazy one. He's totally crazy. And I ju- it just made me think about this crazy label. You know, you put the label crazy on somebody and it, it's not quite as strong as the word racist to totally ostracize somebody, but it's pretty close. Someone's crazy. You're not going to want to work with that person. You don't associate. Oh, he's just crazy. You can totally dismiss that person. 
Kanye West has had questionable behavior. There's no question about that. But he is way less crazy than Kim and Skeet and the entire liberal establishment. The reason they're going after Kanye is because he's converted to Christianity, apparently, and makes it a big part of his life. And he voted for Donald Trump. And he likes Donald Trump. I don't even remember if he did vote for Donald Trump, because then he was going to maybe run for president. But he put the MAGA hat on. He said basic things like, I don't want my kid on social media. Relatively, sort of, kind of, slightly traditional values. That's enough for them to call this guy crazy. They weren't calling him crazy when he was doing insane, eccentric, leftist behavior. They didn't care that much. He was fine. But now that he's voting for Trump and reading the Bible, now he's a total nut. And if you brand your married girlfriend's name on your chest, you're, oh, you're just kind of quirky, but you're not crazy at all. The ruling class is way crazier than we are. Okay. We, I'm not saying that we who are conservative or just not leftists, I'm not saying we're without our flaws and foibles, but for all of our flaws and foibles, It is not us. It is the ruling class that says that men are secretly women. It's the ruling class that tells the rest of society to go eat lentils and to go buy a Tesla if you're worried about inflation. It's the ruling class that shuts down our energy production so we can buy it from Iran and Venezuela. They are the crazy ones. Okay, It's the the ruling class that shut down society for two years over a cough. They are the crazy ones. Hold on to your sanity. Hold on to that grasp of reality. Do not let them lead you into delusion. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, Be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Klavan Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. Today on the Matt Wall Show, ESPN has an on-air moment of silence to protest the Florida parental rights bill. Meanwhile, backlash against the NCAA's policies allowing men in women's sports continues to grow with no sign of abating. Is the cultural tide turning? We'll talk about that. Also, Ukrainian President Zelensky invokes the Holocaust while appealing for more countries to get involved in the war in Ukraine. Is that comparison fair? Plus, the White House considers stimulus checks and gas cards to solve the gas prices problem, which will do wonders for the inflation problem, of course. And the media twists itself into knots trying to debunk the claim that Biden's SCOTUS nominee has a tendency to be lenient on child sex predators, but their debunking only succeeds in proving the claim that was originally made. We'll talk about all that and more today on The Matt Walsh Show.